Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. To a Celtic state of mind, I'm Paul John Dykes and I'm joined by Laura Bradburn. We are discussing Celtic 3 Dundee nil. Laura, that second half has sent us on our way happy into the weekend tonight, isn't it? Yeah, I think um, I think it's uh, amazing what a few changes to a lineup can do. Um, and we've maybe got <clears throat> that first wee glimpse of what Rogers' team is actually going to be like. And it's it's an encouraging glimpse. Uh, again, I'm not taking away from the fact it was a very ordinary uh, opposition that we were up against, but we dispatched of them in the second half the way we we should do, uh, which is all we were asking for at, at, at half time. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, just you know, much more fluid, what much more direct with our play, and um, I thought I thought we did everything that we we would want to have done in that second half. Yeah, half time, Laura. You and I are chatting away. We're talking about potential changes to be made in the in the second half. There was a change at half time. Now, the rumor that was circulating around Celtic Park was that it was a concussion uh, Phillips had um, had unfortunately suffered in the in the first half. Therefore, he was taken off as a precaution. Um, I, I was looking at that. I was looking at Lagerbilt coming in, and it could be a pivotal change. It could be a pivotal change in that I don't think he had a particularly bad half Nat Phillips but he didn't impress me massively he lost possession four or five times with slack passing didn't win all his headers even one of the ones that he did win resulted in the, the chance obviously with the possession going to Dundee and Hart having to to save the day in the first half no slagging him off no going studs up on him and all this kind of stuff he's not been playing regularly and I think that showed Laura yeah I mean um Early days for him, I, I I saw bits of him that I thought I liked in terms of, I thought he was 
keen to play on the front foot coming out of defence and was looking to make passes and stuff like that. But like you say, in doing so, he lost possession a little bit, missed a few headers and that kind of thing. But um, yeah, I, I, I still think from what I'd seen of him at Liverpool, the few times I had seen him, I think he's got quality and I think he will come good in a Celtic shirt. Um, but it it was one of the changes that maybe... Um, was a kind of blessing in disguise for us in that second half because Lagerbiel came on and was dominant at the back there. Uh, yeah. was sliding all over the place and uh, always taking the ball and, you know, making himself a presence for those um, Dundee strikers uh, to and forward players to know that they weren't getting past him today. No, you're right. I think when he came on, he did uh, show a, a, domin- a dominance that... You know what? It was kind of lacking in the first half. And again, I don't think Skills had a particularly bad game. Uh, there was a moment in the second half where um, his defensive play was outstanding, but he was losing a lot of the aerial duels in the first half. And I think that that area of the park, Skills, Taylor, might be one that Feyenoord will target, if indeed they do start. But it's given Rodgers, if all three players, I'm talking about the three centre-halves, are fit, it's given Rodgers a bit of a dilemma now, isn't it? Because the be- the best player of the three for me was Lagerbjelk. Yeah, I mean, it's it's always a good problem to have if you've got too much choice. Um, and what what you might have the advantage of with the injuries that we've got at the moment is that you're going to have players who might end up becoming second or third choice centre-backs having had a fair bit of experience in this early part of the season that we might be able to rely on going further into the season. Um, so there's there's no disadvantage to having that choice there, but... I mean, listen. This is all. <clears throat> this is all uh, sort of cover for if and when Carter Vickers comes back. Who's going to partner him? That's that's the role they're all auditioning for, and um, that's really the that's really the thing we need to keep in mind. How long that will be, I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's, it's basically Carter Vickers and a another that we're waiting for. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, I'm keen to hear your thoughts. It's not doom and gloom. I've just put in a performance that has set us up nicely for Tuesday night. And at half time, there was a concern. We were talking about it being deja vu. It looked very much like the St. Johnson performance where we were creating chances. We just weren't going to score. And in the back of your mind, you're a bit concerned that anything can happen at the other, the other end. Now the Kurgan comes in and... Uh, Nice wee bird on the avatar there, Laura. Took me a wee while to figure out what that was. Pressure penalty from Turnbull. Wasn't playing well, but we needed that to go in. Yeah, credit where credit's due in that respect. Um, A definite penalty missed by the ref, picked up by uh, the video assistant referee. Uh, We get the right decision and he takes it well. He does what he does well. On the other side of that argument, the flip side of that argument, is that a lot of comments are coming in saying that we're a different player when he's not there, when Hatati's in the team, Tony, um, Davarin, it's clear now that we are less creative when Turnbull starts the games. Right, I don't know what you think, Laura. I think we're less fluid in that the play slows down. The play slows down when it comes to Turnbull. Hatati comes on and the, he's far more dynamic. He's far more, I think, quick at releasing the ball, finding the space and keeping the move going. Turnbull has a, a real habit doing that pirouette, taking the ball, doing a step over, turning back. He does it a lot, and I think he slows the play down. That, for me, is what we lose when Hatati's not in the team. Yeah, I mean, um, 
I, I said to you before we went live, I'm going to have to eat a bit of humble pie as far as Turnbull's concerned because it was as obvious today as it's ever been that the pivotal difference maker, and I know Turnbull scored the penalty, but the pivotal difference maker was him going off and Hatati coming on. You talk about Turnbull slowing the play down. If you watch Hatati, he very rarely takes more than two touches, I would say, on the ball, maximum three and he's looking to get the ball forward. He, he, he's, he's trying to play forward passes rather than sideways passes, and he's trying to put people in, mm-hmm. which is not what Turnbull does. Um, and it was that change in the dynamic and that that switch up to a much more direct forward-facing style of play that really made the difference for us in that second half. If Hatati doesn't come on, I don't know that the two goals that went in after the penalty go in. And I know he wasn't directly involved in, in both of those, but I think even just the change in tempo that he brought about with the way that he was playing enabled the entire team to move a lot more fluidly in the attack. And I think he he just he just changed up what we were doing so much, that one switch that it can't be argued with. You can like I can sit here and say that I think Turnbull's been unfairly criticised at times, but you can't argue with the difference that Hatati made today and it was not going to happen if Turnbull stayed on the pitch. You know this, Laura, right? Um I, I love data analysis. I love it. I think it's great. But I know that a lot of the data says that Hatati um isn't well suited to a team that needs their midfield to have defensive attributes. And there's a lot of people look at that and say, well, he shouldn't play. Hatati would be in my team every single week. Every mm. week, Laura. I think it's been a huge element of Rogers coming back to the club and us looking a wee bit out of sorts. I think there was a period of time when he came on he came on as a sub against Aberdeen and he went back off. But that period that he was on the park at Pataudry was what made us tick. Today, as you say, not always directly involved in the play. He came on, we started to, to look like a completely different team. And we're not just a one-man team, but he's a very, very important element of that side. And I think that we we miss him massively when he's not there. Unfortunately for David Turnbull, if, it, if, if it's a case of choosing between the two, you go for Hatati. Well, I would go for Hatati every single day of the week. We're going to be asking the big uh, decisions at the end of the, 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 the show today in relation to who plays your two centre-halves going into the game against uh, Feyenoord, who indeed plays in that midfield position between uh, David Turnbull and Hatati, and who plays on the wings. We'll be asking all that. What's your thoughts in the comments? Let us know. We want to talk about the goals. We want to talk about some of the other uh, good performances in that second half. And Chancer comes in to say, what a difference. Second half, the whole team looked so much sharper. Listen, I, I know it's not a, a magic wand. You know, Hatati comes on and everybody plays better. But we are a better side with them in the park, Laura. I don't think anyone can deny that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just laughing at the comments because you honestly can't win. Like, I get such a slagging for loving David Turnbull and then I say, no, actually, we're better without him and everybody's going, what are you talking about? He made a good few passes today and he scored the penalty and whatever. Listen, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'll say what I say and that's it. But, but yeah, I mean, Hatati is really, to be honest levels above most of the other players in the squad, I would say Kyogo aside maybe um, he's just he's just operating on a different level mm-hmm. not just in terms of his tempo but in terms of what he's looking for 
um, uh, and what he's trying to do with the ball. Um, and I, I say that knowing full well that it was McGregor that put that absolutely amazing pass in for Kyogo's goal. So, so on some level, McGregor's got that in him as well. But Hatati does it so regularly where he makes passes where you think, I didn't even see that run. I didn't even see that option. Um, he, I... I will be glad if we get him tied down to a deal if only to protect our financial interests going into next summer because if he puts in another half-decent performance in uh, the Champions League and hopefully the Europa League if we make it into that, then then there will be clubs battering down the door for him, I'm sure. I know, and that that is the, the kind of level uh, that I, I think he's at as well. I think going into the pre-season, Laura, I was bracing myself for losing a couple because Ange told us that was going to happen. And I didn't think it was Starfelt and Jota that would be the two that would be in the departure lounge. I thought Hitati, I thought O'Reilly, maybe Abada, that that type of player, I was worried that we were going to lose. I've never actually been worried about losing Kyogo. The guy's an absolute magician, right? He's a wizard. We're going to be talking about him. But I've never really been worried about losing him. Similarly, CCV, I don't think I've ever been worried about losing Carter Vickers yet. That might come absolute keystone to, to what we do. Um, but let's talk about the wee man then, Kyogo. I mean, in terms of that first half whereby you're thinking to yourself at halftime, he shouldn't go out in the second half if he's got injured. Uh, we want him fit. We want him firing for Tuesday night. There was a few passages he play where you're talking about being on a, a different level. Kyogo at times, Laura, is, is levels above the opposition, sometimes level above his teammates, which can be his undoing. But when you look at the goal that he scores, at halftime we spoke about um, the, the great chance that was created by Scales and it was brought down by Mede. He scored the goal, it was chopped off and it came from the dink over the top. Sometimes that is how you unlock the defence. And uh, McGregor done it brilliantly, didn't he? But what a finish mm. by Kyogo. It's, it's, it's a funny thing. I was sitting watching the game with my dad and he said... Uh, uh, I think it was after the, the third goal where Kyogo was the one that came out wide and then put the ball across the goal. Um, he said, Kyogo's runs are so brilliant that most of the time he ends up offside because other people aren't seeing them a lot of the time. He needs somebody to be on his wavelength and see his run. Mm -hmm. And on that occasion, when he scored that goal today, it was because McGregor saw the run early enough and and played it in as well as he did. But Kyogo, I, I, my dad noticed that sitting on the couch. But I mean, I've I've been in, had the privilege of seeing Kyogo live a, a good few times, and that is what he's like constantly for ninety minutes. That is how he plays football, and it's it's that old adage of strikers make their money taking chances a lot of the time. Ninety percent of the time the ball won't rebound. 90% of the time, it won't get passed through to them. 90% of the time, the, the cross won't come to them. Mm -hmm. But for the 10% that it does, they're in the right place and then it's up to them to put it away. And that's what he does. He's absolutely, you know, there's people are reluctant to, to compare any striker to Henry Larson. Um, and I am not for a minute saying that Kyogo is anywhere near that level because... Who knows whether he would be able to go to Barcelona, to a prime Barcelona and win a European Cup and be the difference maker in that game. I don't know that he is that level that Larson was, but 
so much of what he does is so reminiscent of what Larson used to do. Even even I could see Larson scoring that goal today. Actually, that that header like that that's very much the kind of movement and kind of quickness of thought that he had that that Kyogo seems to be displaying and just one of those players that for as long as he's in a Celtic shirt you appreciate watching him and he will be you know I'm kind of I'm I'm glad for the younger generation because I really feel like they've got that kind of hero to look up to when they grow up and go I remember when I was a wee guy and we had Kyogo what a player kind of thing and I don't think we've had that kind of him and Jota especially, I don't think we've had that kind of hero for a good few years. I know we've had very successful teams and everything and that's fantastic. But these players who just get taken into the hearts of Celtic supporters the way Kyogo and Jota and a, a couple others have been, um, it's really good to see. It's, a, it's an interesting one as well because some players who were very successful for us are not as revered mm. um, as Edward thought of in the same way. I mean, he was a phenomenal player, Laura, but I, I just don't think that the the relationship um, was there the same way as it was with Kyogo. I mean, if you're going to make a comparison, one thing I don't think anyone can argue with is that Larson was your talisman and Kyogo is talismanic in this particular side. And there's a comparison. Well, there, there you see, there's a, a, I can't bring it up, but Stuart Miller in the comments there says, I'm too young to have seen Larson. Larson. Kyogo is my Larson. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. That's that's all you can say. Like the guy that you can't expect people who were too young to see Larson to revere him as much as we did. Like he was, he signed when it when I was ten years old, and he left when I was seventeen. He was he was the main man for the formative years of my Celtic support in life um, I'm not able to sit and say the Lisbon Lions were true heroes to me because I never saw them play so for for young people now to see Kyogo and go this guy's got everything that we would want in a striker it's just great to see and you just think you just think what if we, it's a bit like the Lubo thing what if we'd got him a few years earlier like what could they have been you know, in terms of records, they've been breaking them uh, left, right, and centre. I'm keen to bring in some of your comments, but have a wee think. Let me know what's your thoughts for Tuesday night for the centre half partnership. We've seen three centre halves on the part today. What about the midfield? How would you line up? Does Hatati or Turnbull get the nods? Uh, your wingers, uh, and also 
I want to talk about the debuts. We had three debuts today, so we'll be talking about them as well. What did you make of the performances of Nat Phillips, uh, Louis Palma and Paolo Bernardo? Ewan Boy Martin, credit to Turnbull for winning and scoring the penalty. But let's be honest, that's all he did. After Atati came on, we were miles better and a joy to watch. Um, and we've got CJ, like a different team when Hatati's playing. Mark Kaplow, Mark, welcome back. Uh, the difference in energy between Hatati and Turnbull. It's the energy. That's that's what stood out for me, Mark. Um, I do think it's obvious when you see Hatati coming on. The tempo changes, doesn't it? <laughs> tempo increased immediately. Uh, absolutely. You're speaking my language there, for sure. And CJ's back in. Um, Lags had a good second half. Not nearly as quick as Starfelt, though. We'll talk about the, the third goal in a moment, but uh, seeing how CJ's brought it up, let's talk about the centre-half situation then. You go in, I don't know if Rogers has spoken after the game and confirmed why Phillips was taken off. Um, I'm thinking it's it's cautionary. As I say, there was a couple of wee elements of that first half that I picked up on, but not bad enough to take you off for your form. Laura, it certainly wasn't due to his performance that he was taking off. But what has given um, Brennan Rogers is it's given him the opportunity to see uh, both of the centre-halves get a half each and Scales getting another 90 minutes under his belt. But it goes into Rotterdam. Now, my concern, as I said before, is Scales and, and, and uh, Taylor on the left-hand side. And I think that physically they'll be targeted Scales lost too many headers in the first half. Taylor lost quite a few headers in the first half as well, Laura. I see that collectively being a weak area of the Celtics' defence. And I feel that's harsh on Scales, because I thought Scales played all right today. Uh, second half, he, he did pretty well as well. And of course, the man of the match performance against Rangers. What do you do on Tuesday night? I mean... I know that you're saying it's harsh, but it's the nature of football. I mean, the the finer team will be looking for the weak links in our team and especially defensively if they're obviously trying to score goals and presumably they'll be the ones on the front foot being at home. So um, it's it might be harsh, but it is fair to say that that's the obvious weak area for us, uh, more so than the right-hand side of defence or more so than any other part of the team, I would say. Um, I don't really know what I would do on Tuesday night. I, I, I would say based on the performances I've seen today um, and the personnel available for left-back especially, uh, Taylor can't really go anywhere. Um, Scales didn't do anything to warrant being dropped. But even if Phillips isn't concussed, I would still say Lagerbielka did enough to when he came on today to suggest that shirt's mine for Tuesday night mm-hmm. and that would be my back four it would have to be Taylor, Scales, Lager, Bielka and Johnston I, I, I think yeah based not on form based not on form and the evidence of what I've seen today I can't I can't say any more than that Yep. What do you think in the comments? Let us know. I'm pretty sure there'll be people agreeing with that and disagreeing, as is the way. But I'm going to bring this up as well because I don't want to go through the whole show and not mention Alistair Johnson. What a difference he makes to the Celtic side as well. I'm a big fan of Tony Ralston. I always will be. And in actual fact, the wee guy asked me the other day, Laura, who's my favourite Celt? Because I'm 45. You didn't really do that these days, do you? I don't go and get a Celtic talk with a name on the back of it. It's been a while since I've done it, um, if ever. But in terms of favourite Celts, you know what who Mings is? Who? Tony Ralston. Tony Ralston is my favourite Celtic player. Now it's you're not because a, I'm telling you, he, he's the cult icon. He's a cult icon, and I think about what he went through to finally 
get to that point where he became a regular on the Celtic side. Every time we win a trophy, even if he's on a bench, I love to see Tony Ralston getting that trophy in his hands. But he's nowhere near as good as Alistair Johnson. So it's not down to the ability. What Johnson brings is incredible. And you know what? He done everything except score today. Yeah, he, he he plays with a swagger in the best way. Like you know how when people say somebody plays with a swagger, and you think, I don't know if I always. Well, personally, I'm like I don't know if I always like that because I don't particularly like arrogant players or whatever. But Johnson seems to play in a way that suggests he just loves what he's doing and he loves playing football and. And he kind of knows how good he is, but not in an arrogant way. And I love to watch it. I think he... I, I said at one of the games that we were on with, with Kevin McCluskey that I think he is one of those players who like raises the standards of the whole team when he plays. Like mm-hmm. I don't think I would want to be near him on a pitch and not be given my all because I don't think he would let you away with it. Yeah, um, totally. And and I think, and that listen, you could go very Roy Keane about it and say it's all about attitude, attitude, attitude. But he's got the ability to back it up as well, which mm-hmm. makes it, which makes it even more valuable. Like there's loads of players, Scott Brown being one who you would say it was his attitude that made him the player he was for Celtic more than his ability. <laughs> but like, I'm just thinking about <laughs> kangaroos on the golf course again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry to break your stride, Laura. It's just I mean he's I mean he's on the field attitude. I I let's not talk about anything else like uh, oh my god, that picture of him sitting outside the kebab shop in Edinburgh and God, all sorts, but no, but you know, if we've all done it. Uh, we have thing- all done it. But but Johnston, to go back to Johnston, he uh yeah, he just raises the standards, I think, amongst the amongst the mm. group uh, in a way that that very few other players in the squad do. I would I would put Carter Vickers in that bracket. I would put McGregor in that bracket. I would put Joe Hart in that bracket, probably as well. Uh, you know this, you, you do try and tap into what, what kind of mentality a footballer has, but I'm pretty sure regardless of how good your team is or regardless of what level you're at, there are moments either in the dressing room, maybe in the tunnel, Laura, where you are looking at somebody to just say, I've got this, it's all right, and he's that type of player. Alistair Johnson, he does this great thing. I've noticed that a few times where he gives the player the eye. He, he's always looking over there, but then he'll pass the ball. You notice that? It's a I great saw, striker's I thing. Do, I saw him do it today where he was pointing as if he was going to pass it and like doing that. And then he passed it away and started laughing at the guy in front of him. I was like, I love that. I love it. It's so good. But oh, uh, but no, I, I, I remember from the minute he came in, you just heard them talking and you thought, this guy isn't just saying the cookie cutter things you say when you join a football club. He's like knows what he's talking about, and he's like, what twenty three or something like that. It's mental. No, no, and and for that belief that he kind of instills in the defence, I think you get the guile and the creativity from Hatati in the midfield, and then you've got that talismanic presence up top with with, with Kyogo. And what you're getting from Hart now is the leadership we always knew he had, but. I think in terms of his confidence, it's, his confidence has been not time and time again when he has been the cause of us losing possession or losing a goal. Mm. That's been cut out of Hart's game. The only thing you can talk about today about Joe Hart is that brilliant save he made in the first half. So changing that kind of approach from the back, Laura, has given you a better goalie. There's no doubt about it. 
And the thing as well is, you know, it's very easy to look back at full time and, and obviously the score is all that matters, but it's very easy to look back and go 3-0, how vital was that save? But as with all things in football, it's about momentum. And at the time, I think we were still 0-0 when he made that save. So if that goes in, you're a goal down, that makes it a lot more difficult to come back into the game in the way that we ended up playing in the second half. So, okay, we ended up winning 3-0. But that save is a vital save regardless because it's the thing that stops us going behind and the thing that that maybe gives us the momentum in the second half to go out and play the way that we ended up playing. So, yeah, that's absolutely got to be valued. And I think I think Hart um, will appreciate having the pressure taken off his shoulders of having to play in a way that he's not confident with. I still think Brendan Rodgers will go down that route with a goalie at some point in the future. But while Hart is the number one between the six, He's been asked to do exactly what he's best at, which is shot stopping. And to be honest, in terms of shot stoppers in British football in the last 15 years, you'd struggle to get many better than Joe Hart. Yeah, the last three games he's made stops. It's exactly what he's done. Uh, thanks for the Facebook likes. Lloyd, Patrick, Jepson, our very own, as well as John Doherty, Alan, Alex Hind, Alfonso Castillo, Marco Lochran and Stevie Lydon. Thank you all for getting involved in the Facebook stuff. Uh, Bohied Bob, David Turnbull, the man who turned the key, he did. You've got to give him the credit for that. And by the way, that's a pressure penalty uh, when you consider the fact that we had gone so long without scoring a goal. Turnbull steps up, absolutely no issue with that. He scores the goal, but Brennan still let, takes let him just, off. Let me just get this straight. So it's all I have to do is change my mind about somebody and then I'll get everybody saying what I want them to say about the person. So if I say David Turnbull's crap, everybody will go, yes, we love him. He's the next Paul McStay, whatever. Potentially, <laughs> potentially. But get used to it for when you get married uh, because basically that's what happens, Laura. Uh, the exact opposite <laughs> of what you say will be what's right. Uh, fan 67, good second half. Palman made a start on Tuesday. Right, let's go into the wingers then but how do we chat about the centre half position and dilemma uh, that, that Brendan might face against Feyenoord. Um, three debuts, Palmer was was full of the tricks. He played a brilliant crossfield pass. I liked what I seen. He was, he was linking up well uh, down that left and also he switched over to the right, which I love to see. Um, obviously, Abada's out. I, I was calling for Yang to start today. I thought he started because he deserved the start. Mm-hmm. There, was a, there was a few elements of that first half. I thought, yeah, he looked good taking on his man. Palma looked good as well, though, um, when he came on. And it is a question, who do you play? Maeda, after today's performance, Maeda starts, no doubt about that. Who else on the wing, though? Um, Again, just because of the evidence of today, I think I think if you're young, you're very disappointed if you've not put in a shift that merits a starting berth on, on Tuesday. I, I think Palma did a lot of good things and showed that he's going to be a player worth watching in terms of being that type of player to take people on and things like that. And I think there was a bit of nerves in there for him as well, which is understandable, but I, but I'm excited to, I'm, I'm excited by what I saw, but I think, I think Yang has got to take that, that position up on the right because if, and this is not to be too negative, but if we're going to need an out ball, on Tuesday, he could be an outball for us as much as Maeda could on the left-hand side. 
um, because he's willing to take the ball and run with it. Um, and I think Yang will, will provide that for us. Palma seems to be a guy who maybe needs to be facing the defence with a bit of time on the ball to try and break it down. And I just don't know that's the way we're going to play on Tuesday night. Um, I think we might be doing a bit more counter-attacking than that. So who knows? I don't really know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Fair play. Uh, John John Sweeney, what a difference when you bring Hitati on. Yeah, I think that has been clear today, John. And, and for me, he starts on Tuesday night alongside McGregor and O'Reilly. We'll talk about O'Reilly because he was on the score sheet again. Daniel F., please kind of turn ball starting ahead of Hitati experiment. Uh, be over, Brendan. I know he won and scored the penalty, but the team just works and looks so much better with Rio in it. Um, yes, I think if you broke it all down and we had all the data in front of us, there might be pros and cons uh, uh, around Hatati's inclusion. Uh, and if you're looking to to try and shore it up and, and have a tight def- uh, midfield, you might argue that he's not got the defensive qualities. But what he does have is if you find yourself at nothing each in Notre Dame on 65 minutes, Laura, if you pull that performance out the bag, Hatati's the type of guy who's going to create something to get your, your nose in front. So, yeah, we will be covering that game. Finally, uh, we go 3 nothing up and it's Matt O'Reilly, the man who could have scored a hat-trick against St Johnston, the man who's, uh, who hit the, the post in the first half. He brought goals to his game, first uh, couple of games of the season, Laura. He scored again today and it was a tremendous finish. Great bit of interplay between Johnston and Kyogo. But O'Reilly is bringing elements to his game under Brendan Rodgers that we didn't see last season. Yeah, I mean... Um, it- you could almost suggest at this point that maybe the St Johnston match was him trying to bring that to his game um, and maybe failing to take the chances because it's not his usual game. Um, whereas now he's had a few more weeks at it and is maybe feeling a bit more comfortable in front of goal. But, you know, you and I talked off air uh, just at the start of the second half about one of the comments at halftime being a one of the commenters was concerned about the lack of goals. I think we had only scored one goal in 225 minutes up until half time or something like that. And one thing that's going to be for certain is we're going to need goals from places other than from Kyogo. We're going to need them from across the team. Um, I do think you'll get them from Yang and from, from Palma and, and players like that but O'Reilly's going to be a major source of that from us coming from the midfield and um, it was good to see him get a goal today and if he can make that a regular feature then it's going to be all the better for us because we can't rely no team can rely on one person to be the source of all their goals specifically in Kyogo's case when I am concerned about the the shoulder injury I think that's the type of thing that could pop up at any time Uh, excuse the pun but like (laughs) It could happen at any time, and it, it, okay, it was it was fine to get it popped back in and and play on today, but you know, any more severe than that, and it could be time in the sidelines, and you need to make sure you're got uh, players scoring regularly from other positions, so that if he is lost, and he would still be a big loss, don't get me wrong, but if he is lost, we're we're not thinking where are the goals going to come from. No, and you remember when um, Rogers took over first time round and, and he's actually said to Lee Griffiths who'd just scored 42 goals the season before I don't want you to be that guy 
you know, because I want the goals to be coming from all other areas. And you've seen it in his team, you know, Stuart Armstrong chipped in, Paddy Roberts chipped in, Dembele, Griffiths himself, and you did see that. So I can I can totally understand that because O'Reilly had to step up, had to step up and get goals. Turnbull's always been pretty prolific for a midfield player. Um, we've never for a while had that centre half who you know, you could count upon to score a header when, you know, you had a corner kick and it actually meant something. I'm not sure what a corner kick is now. I'd much rather see us just getting the ball back into play with a corner now because you fight it in and you lose possession. Um, thanks, everybody, for getting involved. How would you line up on Tuesday? We put the domestic action to bed for seven days. Um, Ian Laurie, Yang needs to get his final ball away quicker. Yeah, I've seen a bit of that. He's maybe just adapting to the, the intensity of Scottish football. Uh, Paul Leinster, Ronnie Glavin on the avatar. Maeda left Yang, um, Maeda left Yang right, Palmer off the bench. I could see that happening, uh, to be fair. And CJ7, Yang starts on Tuesday. Um, yes, absolutely. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved. What a difference a second-half performance with three goals makes. We can go and enjoy our weekends. Whatever it is you're doing, have a safe one. Everybody that tuned in, a thousand strong today. Uh, Chris Sutton tickets are absolutely flying and selling out. There's no doubt about that. If you want to come along and see Axon Live with Chris Sutton at Don Max, there's a few tickets left just underneath the video. All that's left for me to say thank you once again, Laura Bradburn, for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.